Welcome to RPG A Day 2020. Thank you, Liren. My god, it's full of stars. Portal. Well, portals. What can I say about portals? We all love a good portal, don't we? In fact, I've got one with me right here. Um, this one in particular is a time portal and um, it appears to lead back through RPG a day month. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, reach down inside, have a rummage around and see what we can pull out of it. Oh, that's weird. Hi Spencer, it's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I didn't know that you had helped with the setting on that until I was already playing the game. That's really cool. I had so much fun playing with you and Colin. I really hope we get to do that again. The game that I want to run is called Passing and now that it's RPG a day month, I don't think it's going to happen this month, but it is definitely in my mind. I'm hoping to make it happen in September. We'll see how schooling goes with the granddaughter and her sister, how much time I have. You can probably hear them in the background. <laughs> anyway, I hope that you're doing well, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Liren, thanks for that message. That was Liren of <laughs> Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. And, um, yeah, she was referring to the Alluvial Plains setting that uh, me, Barney, and... Dave, I'm sorry, Dave, your second name slips my mind because I keep wanting to say Dave surname and I know that isn't correct. But Barney Dicker recently put out an episode uh, where he's sitting in the bath discussing the recent playtests we've had. Now, that message from Liram was sent to me back on the 1st of August and I can't believe I haven't really mentioned Alluvial Plains throughout the whole of RPG A Day month. But there you go. Alluvial Plains is the Mesolithic setting idea that me, Barney and Dave are working on as a setting for Barney's Vantage Rules. And uh, I, I think I mentioned it at the time, just before we kicked off RPG A Day month. I put out an episode about that first playtest that we were involved in. I was very fortunate to be able to play with both Liren and Colin. And then just recently, I had another session, which was a really interesting setup. And the, the way it played out was uh, a real surprise. And I really enjoyed that session. This Mesolithic idea dates back to an episode that I did during RPG A Day Month last year about Doggerland as a potential setting. So, um, yeah, that really ties things together quite nicely. Thanks for your message, Liren. I'll be speaking more about that in episodes to come. Oh, and the, the game that Liren mentioned there that she's planning to run, Passing, I believe uh, you said it was, is a PBTA game all about aliens trying to pass themselves off as human. So that sounds particularly interesting, and I certainly wouldn't mind getting involved in that. 
Let's see what else I can pull out of here. Uh, look, Spencer. Look. I misspoke, all right? It was a it was a it was a verbal typo. Of course I of course I meant to say English expat. You don't you, th- you think I don't know that Scotland is an island off the coast of Britain? Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean I have been away for a while, but I haven't forgotten my basic geography, mate. Bloody hell. That was Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. Andy, I totally get it. You know, you've been out there long enough that you've forgotten the difference between English and British. It's okay. You don't have to make excuses. Obviously, you know, your metabolism is still getting accustomed to the high corn syrup intake. It's totally, totally understandable, man. No need to make excuses for yourself. Hey Spencer, Carl here. I want to dispel this notion that I play three games a day. I might play six in a week. I don't play every day. I think Jason Hobbs has me beat playing eight games a week. Um, Anyway, keep up the good work, enjoying your podcast through the month, and I will talk at you later. Also, I am by no means legendary, not even close. Carl Rodriguez there, and okay, okay. If you don't want to be known as legendary, that's fine. All I know is you're a great guy to play with, and you run some great games by all accounts, and I really need to get involved there and uh, get some of that Invictus action going. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure where I got the whole three games a day. I'm obviously confusing you with someone else. I don't think it's Jason Hobbs, but... Who knows? I did hear you mention that I'd been talking about fake nerds. And um, I don't believe that was me. So uh, a case of mistaken identity there too, I fear. But thanks for putting me straight. Ha, I just recorded you a message and then realised that I did it <laughs> as, a, as a recording for my own show rather than into your show. I suppose I haven't done many call-ins recently. I've got out of the habit. Anyway, I'll do it again. A random bit of Dave Aldridge from Deeper Centile there. Sadly, we won't be hearing a lot from him in the near future as Deeper Centile has been brought to an end. But it is because he's got himself a great new job by the sounds of it. And all the best with that going forward, Dave. Hope you find the time to maybe call in now and again. Maybe treat us to the odd episode. I just hope uh, it doesn't disrupt the running of games too much. Otherwise, I'll have to start running them myself, won't I? Oh, and what's that whirling round at the bottom there? Looks like safe for fantasy crafting. Let's see if I can... uh, Hoik that out. I got no strings to hold me down, to make me fret, to make me frown. I hate strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. Hi, my name is Safer, 
I am a repurposed and rebooted service droid. This does not affect your statutory rights in any way. Now, may I take your order? I love that description of the wizard's tower, dude. I would love to be a wizard in a fantasy world, living in my tower, just studying scrolls all day, reading ancient dusty tomes, kicking back, looking at the stars, just collecting knowledge and power and just, you know, smoking a pipe all day, not giving a fuck. Oh, that's the life for me. I, that's why I almost always play magic users when I, you know, play fantasy games. Uh, I want that just would be the coolest shit ever. Like swinging a sword real good. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, I, I could learn that on my own if I dedicated and studied and all that stuff, but magic, being able to do magic and just the idea of the wizard in the tower, man, I, that was great, dude. Thank you for that. Anyway, dude, peace out. Oh, and I appear to have scooped up a bit of Joe Richter there too. Always a little bit more. Dude, I think you could totally use Viking as a noun, a verb, or an adjective. That dude is a Viking. That dude over there is so fucking Viking. Holy crap, that person just got Viking the shit out of. So yeah, yeah, it's a multi multifaceted word. Um, you know, if Dave has taught us nothing, it's that words don't really mean anything. They constantly evolve and change, so definitions don't matter. Um, yeah, so just make the word mean whatever you want it to mean, man. Joe Richter of Wheel or Woe there. Whoa there. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me that, yes, Viking is a wonderful word that can be used in many ways. I guess what I was referring to was the etymology to Vike, raid, pillage, that kind of stuff. So technically, Vikings should be known as Vikers. I guess. But if the horn helmet fits, wear it. And I know they didn't really have horned helmets. Or if they did, it was purely ceremonial. But hey, where's the fun in that? Thanks, Joe. Always great to hear from you. Oh, one last thing, Spencer. I think you need to get um, your coffee machine um, looked at I think there's something wrong with his prostate. Thank you, Andy, for that assessment of my coffee machine. I can assure you that it makes a great coffee and uh, not that stuff that you've been supping from the corner of the kitty litter tray, I can tell you. Hey, Andy, it's Rob, also known as Minion, here. Just thinking that uh, if you're running, it could be said at least, if you're running... D&D properly, then the dungeons and the wilderness are the dreamlands. That was Menyon, a.k.a. Rob, from Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy, and it looks like I've got my portholes crossed. 
Hey there Spencer, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries, long time no call, and I'm afraid I don't have anything profound to say in this voicemail. I just wanted to ring and say congratulations on the sort of ad hoc session that you ran on Spike Pit recently. I very much enjoyed that. It was good and free-flowing. You really seem to be getting into the spirit of things, both you and Colin, and I thought it was a great example of how you can get a really great session with fairly little to no prep and just people bouncing ideas off each other so my hearty congratulations to both of you so that's it dude hopefully i'll speak to you soon take care stay safe and keep gaming john allen large there from the red dice diaries rpg podcast i believe it's now called thanks very much john um i really appreciate that you listened to that that you enjoyed that even and thanks very much for your kind words i feel yeah in the circumstances i guess i didn't do too bad at all but um but colin spike pit green did make things pretty easy for me i feel but it was good fun and um yeah onwards and upwards hey spencer jason here quit mucking around with this rpg stuff and finish watching the watchman so you can finish Andy's podcast. What the heck? Man, Andy took all that effort to sit there and imitate it. Somebody, he pretended to interview, and he did that wonderful imitation of that person's voice for like an hour, and, and you're not even listening to it. That's horrible, man. Okay, I'll quit guilt tripping you. But go watch Watchmen. It's great. Talk to you later. And what episode would be complete without a ribbing from the old mate, Jason Connolly? of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Thank you, Jason. Now, the, as to your question to me about cream cakes, you know, that very... Well, I, I would say, um, you know, one of the central questions of our time, I would say. It's kind of up there with um, climate change and, um, you know, the political upheaval that we are facing at the moment. Um, you know, the third part of that is do cream cakes exist in America so you know crucial stuff crucial stuff um, I think they do but I cannot guarantee the reason being I am not allowed to buy cream cakes even if they did exist so therefore I have had to do this sort of mental gymnastics of pretending they don't exist or at least not seeing them in the shop um, when I walk past but um, obviously this is an important message. I will leave an- another one, okay? So yes, uh, obviously having that time in between to think about it, I am now trying to, it's almost like regression therapy, um, past life therapy, or you know the, you know when you hit trauma, when you block something out and then, and then you go to the therapist and, and your memories are slowly returned. So I did the same. Um, I won't tell you what I did. It wasn't, it's not for public consumption. Um, yes, cream cakes exist. You can buy eclairs. Now, the question is, do you count an eclair as a cream cake? It is clearly a cake, clearly with cream in it. But I get the sense by cream cake, you do not mean this fancy French nonsense. You mean a good British cream cake. You know, like stodgy dough with a load of cream and sugar and frosting all over it. That's what I think you mean. I'm, I'm going to have to go to a third message. Who knew that you could talk so much nonsense about cream cakes?
And then, and then, of course, what you probably aren't aware of, probably haven't taken account of, let's say, is the um, is the Mexican cream cake. Okay, now I know we're going a little bit off piste here, but the pastel al natillas, which I mean is not just Mexican, it's Spanish as well. Um, that is, of course, also a cream cake. Now the question is the actual. The crucial question here, is custard cream? Yeah, is custard cream? Because then, then you've got to take, then you've got to include all those Portuguese variations that don't use cream, they use custard. Look, I know, the, I know this stuff's controversial. I, I, know, I know I'm pushing boundaries here, but, you know, that's just me. That's just me. I, I, I like to, you know, I like to be on the edge, mate. I like to be on the edge. Firstly, thanks, Andy. Thanks for acknowledging the um, the significance of that question and giving it the due consideration that such a pressing issue clearly deserves. But let's just get things straight. When I say cream, I'm talking about fresh dairy cream. Yeah? Not some kind of whipped fondant, not something that comes in a can or out of an aerosol not frosting full-bodied fresh dairy cream does that include custard well it all depends on how that custard has been made frankly i.e with fresh cream proper cream out of a cow that needs to be kept in a fridge And if you're using that to make your custard, well then, I guess, your custard counts. And there's certainly more to be said about this, and um, I'll leave that for another time. I mean, this is supposed to be about RPGs, after all. I don't want to get bogged down in such weighty issues as can you get real double cream in the U.S., of states. Well, that was quite a journey, I'm sure you'll agree. Now let's see if I can get this thing back in the box without being sucked off. Into another dimension. Sucked off into another dimension. Filthy lot.